Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the Reformatory, Reformation Month edition, (laughs) the podcast for the local church and by the local church. We are your local churchmen. My name is Josh, and I'm here with my comrade in Reformation arms, Jack Berry. Jack, my friend, how are you, sir? I'm not happy, Josh. Not happy. I'm not happy. What What's going on, Jack? Um, like what? Like aside from the, uh, I mean, from, from getting the your Guardians. car broken into. <laughs> oh, you're talking. You're talking baseball. I'm talking baseball, baby. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Did you guys lose? No, we're at the end of the fifth inning, top of the sixth. It is okay. game five of the ALDS. They didn't the. I'm going to talk some smack to the Yankees fans here, okay? Oh, no. Okay. So, I doubt there's anybody in New York that listens to us, but if there is... (laughs) We'll find out. (laughs) We shall see, but, man, y'all should have played yesterday, okay? (laughs) Y'all should have played yesterday, and we didn't, because y'all needed your pitches. But Hey, hey. all I'm going to say is this. All I'm going to say is this. Until... Until you have to go through an 18-inning baseball game, I don't want to hear nothing. <laughs> I don't want to hear. A. And then lose at the end a. of said 18-inning baseball game. I don't want to hear no complaining from We went me. 15. We went 15 innings. That's close oh, enough, sir. 15's, 15's chump change. 15's, that, that's Bush League. I could do 15 in my sleep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, not a great, uh, hey, you know what? I'm happy with what the Mariners did. All right. Sure. Now, they did put me through 18 innings yeah. only to lose by one point. I mean, I knew it was going to happen. We we needed bats, but we didn't get it. Anyway, people don't listen to this podcast to hear baseball. <laughs> they don't hear about baseball. They want to hear about Jack getting his car broken into. Oh, no, man. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. So nah, for those nah. of you who don't know, Jack, uh, I, th- I put it out on Twitter, I think. He had a little business trip down to Portland. We were hyping it up like, hey, you know what? It'd be fun to do like a weekend, like a guy's weekend down in Portland. Let's go hang uh-huh. out, you know, do that. And then Jack sends me a photo and he's like, well, 
<laughs> yep. Welcome to Portland, baby. And I think I said. Had, I think I said, "Oh, Portland!" Yeah. <laughs> someone smashed your window and stole all your valuables. <laughs> and I, I think I commented under. I'm like, this might put a damper on the guys' yeah. weekend. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So basically, oh, what goodness. had happened was. Uh, I stayed at a hotel in downtown Portland, which there are two Portlands if you look at it. There's the Portland across the bridge, which is more downtown metropolitan area. (laughs) Oh, boy. And then there's East Portland. And I like to hang out in East and South Portland because it is the the working man's Portland. Let's be honest about this. Um, In any case, like Uh. I stay, I, I park my car next to the hotel. And literally, it was like right next to a window where you could literally see it. So I'm like, okay, it's lighted. My car's locked. If I have any valuables, they're under the seats where nobody can see it. Yeah. my uh, Portland don't care. Yeah, they, they don't because my, my yep. passenger side window got smashed in. Yep. And then they took my work jacket. Oh, man. That had some military and VA ID cards and everything along those lines. Oh, boy. But I will say this. Yep. There were witnesses and there's a description of the assailant. <laughs> it, 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 that means Jack Squat and in Portland. There is they a need homeless a police, guy. They need a police force in order to do something. There is a homeless Guess what? guy. They got rid of that. <laughs> there is a homeless guy wearing a Herc jacket somewhere in downtown Portland. This yes. should be an easy snatch and grab. <laughs> trying arrest. to get trying okay. to get military discounts at Denny's. <laughs> yeah, seriously. This should be a no-brainer here. I'm no detective, but this should be an easy arrest here, people. <laughs> Look for the homeless Herc yeah. employee. Pretty sure that's an easy snatch and grab. Hey, but. you know what? You would think. But again, they need a police force in order to do it. So, yeah. <laughs> Jack, uh, why, don't you, uh, why don't you give us uh, this week's reformatory cigar of the week, my friend? Yes, sir. So... I think we've been on a pretty decent kick as far as um, what we call Let Aroma de Cubas. Mm-hmm. So we did the Mi Amor not too long ago. And, Mi Amor. Uh, and then we are now doing the Edición Especial number two. Mm-hmm. Edición. Say that five times fast. Edición Especial number two. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a really good cigar as well, too. Same price range as that last uh, Mi Amor. Um, Robusto. Uh, everything's Nicaraguan. This is almost a Nicaraguan puro. Mm-hmm. You have a ba- you have a wrapper that's a Habano wrapper, binder filler Nicaraguan. Um, yeah, this is a. I mean, you're going. You're looking at anywhere MSRP between eight and nine dollars again. Just kind of like the Mia yep. more. Um, it's a really. It starts off the first third is very uh, a little bit sweeter tobacco, and then kind of milds and spices uh, a little bit spices out a little bit. But um, it's pretty earthy on the on the second and third thirds of the cigar. First yeah. third is a little bit sweeter, but it's nice. It's a good. I would say it's right in that medium range where it's not too cheap and it's not too. I would say. I don't know, too high in price, but it's like right in between. It's a nice. It's a nice smoke. Mm-hmm. Um. I know Half Wheel was giving it, what, like an 85 out of 100? I would. Yeah, I think so. They're, man, they're little sticklers. Half Wheel, Half Wheel uh, likes to hold their cards close to the chest. They are, they, they, do. they stickle, okay? Yeah. They stickle yeah. a lot. And so yeah. I would give this in the 90s. I would say low 90s. 
my my bet on this. But there really go. good cigar. Um, really, I would say affordable in that range as well I too. Like really good taste and flavor. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here. Possibly first, the La Amora de Cuba Edición Especial Número Dos. Oh, man. Josh getting his Espanol muchos, on. Muchos, <laughs> gra- muchos gracias, mi amor. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Reformatory <laughs> Cigar of the Week. Go and smoke to the glory of God. You liked that, didn't you, Jason? You, you like that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pulling out some of that, some of that Espanol. <laughs> uh, dude, have you you've seen you've seen the the old old Chris Farley sketch where he's he's playing El Nino, the, the oh, hurricane? Yeah. Oh, you seen dude. that? Classic. Yeah, yeah. Habla Espanol. <laughs> it's classic. So funny. So funny. All right, Jack. Well, it is. Reformation Month, and as the people know, uh, we at the Reformatory love Reformation Month because we get to talk about Reformation things. We get to talk about the essential truths of the gospel. It is a fantastic month. I'm excited. Jack's excited. We hope you're excited also. So last week, uh, we went through two out of the five solas of the Reformation, right? Uh, We went through grace alone and faith alone. Essential truths of the gospel, essential truths of Christianity. We explained why that was last week. So this week, we're going to go through two more. Jack, this week we are covering sola scriptura Mm -hmm. and solas Christus, or scripture alone Mm -hmm. and Christ alone. Yes. Uh, Again, two very uh, uh, essential truths of the gospel and of Christianity, right? So, Mm -hmm. Jack, why don't we go through just real quick uh, why, in the context of of, of the 1500s Reformation, why is the doctrine of Christ alone and Scripture alone why, why did these take two out of the five pillars that the Reformation uh, individuals, if you will, rose up? Why, why is Christ alone and Scripture alone in the context of the Reformation so important? Yeah, I think a good place to start here is looking at um, what we would call medieval salvation and what that looks like. I think that gives mm-hmm. us a better way of going about these solas. Um so in medieval kind of salvation, you have you're born and then you're baptized. And through that baptism, through the Roman Catholic Church, you have baptismal regeneration. After that, you are in what we call a state of grace. And that state of grace within it is like this circular little um, wheel. And that wheel is um, you sin. You confess to the priest, and then you have penance. Now, in the time of Martin Luther, you sin, you confess to the priest, you have penance, but you also have indulgence. Mm. Money, 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 money. (laughs) And after that, after that wheel is done, after that cog is done, after you're out of that cog, you're in purgatory, and then from purgatory, once your time in purgatory is done, you go to heaven. Mm -hmm. Or someone else buys another indulgence to get you out of purgatory. Yeah. 
It's a great, it's a great racket. So, it really was. It was a fantastic racket. <laughs> so this is, so Sola Fide and Sola Gratia were really on the front end of what we talked about, where we talked about birth, uh, where we talked about baptismal regeneration. We would say that mm-hmm. salvation is by faith alone, through grace alone. Um, it's not through a baptismal regeneration necessarily. It is through God's Holy Spirit applying the gospel and the Spirit also using the gospel which is what we would say the power of God, um, to basically open up your eyes and regenerate you that way. Um, we would not say that regeneration comes through baptism, although baptism is an important aspect of the Christian life. We would just not, Absolutely. as Protestants, or at least most Protestants would say this, <laughs> we would say that most Protestants would not say baptismal regeneration is necessarily through that. We would say regeneration comes through the Holy Spirit applying the gospel to your life and regenerating you through the Holy Spirit's work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but this deals with this wheel, this wheel of sin, confession to the priests, and penance, I feel like. So, this is like the second part of that, of mm-hmm. what we see in medieval salvation. And Sola Scriptura gets to, I would say, who's really in authority over the priest. Yeah. And then it even goes to who's really in authority over the priest, and then who is the actual priest that forgives sin. Mm-hmm. So I think this comes to this cog that we talked about, in which are earthly priests the the people you need to confess your sin to, or is it through Jesus Christ that you confess your sin? Yeah. And then on top of that, not only are you confessing your sin, but what what are you being held to as far as accountability in that sin? Is it the priest or is it scripture? Is Does scripture have a higher authority over the priest or not? And so you're dealing with these dynamics in the medieval times and also with what medieval salvation looked like um, within this whole state of grace kind of conception. And so, yeah, no, 100% true. I, and you have, you, you have this interesting this interesting dynamic that we we talked about i want to say kind of it more in depth 2 weeks ago when we started this uh series in uh the solas that that you had the the only individuals that had access to uh, the truths of the gospel uh, were those that were in authority, the popes and the priests, right? P- people that yeah. were able to read Latin, afford to learn to lead, uh, read Latin and all that good stuff. So another massive aspect of uh, sola scriptura or, or you know, scripture alone is that the truths of the gospel are revealed to the individual through scripture and through scripture alone. Yeah. Not someone's interpretation of scripture, yeah. not someone's, uh, you, you know, you know, uh, 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 educational learning that they then take and apply and then, and then give it to be. It's, it's not through a priest. It's not through a Pope. It's through scripture. Yeah. And it's the only place that the, that the individual can come to a understanding and a knowledge of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and obviously that is that 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 truth that is revealed to them through the scriptures, then applied to the heart by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right. But this flies in the face of those, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> um, uh, n- uh, natural natural revelation. Yeah, that, you know that that some leave you know well, and you know you look you know look at the truths around us, and we know there's a God. Well, yes, no, that's true. I do believe that that the natural revelation is enough to condemn. 
but I do not believe it is enough to save. Sure. It requires special revelation in order for that to happen. And that special revelation occurs through the word of God and through the word of God only, right? So it's in, it's important to understand that, that what the reformers are saying, it's a very massive statement that flies directly in the face of the Catholic Church of the day, is that you are not the authority. You claim to be the authority, you claim to represent Christ, and you claim to be, uh, you know, even in the Pope's title, the, the, the vicar of Christ, right? You claim to have all of this, and it's, it's, uh, it's something that is not for you to have. It's not something that you can claim. It's not something that is uh, uh, able to be claimed by you. Scripture alone is the authority, and Scripture alone reveals the truths of the gospel to the individual. So then when we bring that into our lives today, the same truths still the same truth still apply. Yeah. Right? And that it is scripture alone that is that is our authority. Right? Now again, it scripture is not our only authority. But it yeah. is the ultimate authority, right? Because you yeah. do have some Christians that claim that Scripture is the only authority in my life, and therefore I do not need to submit to any authority whatsoever, which is obviously <laughs> unbiblical because Scripture yeah. talks about um, submitting to the earthly authorities, mm-hmm. right? And also submitting to the authority of the elders in mm-hmm. your church. So Scripture is not saying that it is it is designed to be the sole and, and only authority in the life of the Christian. Yeah, but what it is saying it is the it is the it is the authority above all authorities. It is yeah. the ultimate authority. It is yeah. the authority that you view and filter every other authority through. Yeah, right. So exactly. it is the it is the overarching rule of life, godliness, and practice that we look to and submit to. Right. So when we talk about scripture alone. There's so many different truths that filter into that statement, and it's truths about authority, truths about about how how we understand uh, who God is and who we are, how we understand the gospel, how we're supposed to live our lives in this culture that 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 we find ourselves in. Like the 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 doctrine of sola scriptura is so vast and so deep because mm-hmm. of the claims that it makes. It was true yeah. in the Reformation. And it's true in 2022, whenever you're listening to this, yeah. right? Um, and I would say that it is just as, if not more applicable today. Yeah. Because again, something that we've talked about is the need for a constant reformation. Yeah. Right? R.C. Sproul talks about this, that the, the, the truths of the gospel need to be reiterated and republished and re-preached every generation because every generation needs to be reminded of the authority of scripture, the supremacy of Jesus Christ and his gospel. Yeah. And sola scriptura is a truth that will never go out of style, never go out of date. And mm-hmm. no matter what the culture says, no matter what the culture does, no matter how hard it rages or, or, or attempts to get you as a Christian to capitulate, the holy word of God will forever be the ultimate authority that we cling to. It must yeah. be. Because yeah. if it's not, then we are going to be ships that have zero anchor that are uh-huh. going to be tossed to and fro by every wind, every doctrine, 
and every opinion that assails us. Yeah. Right? So Sola Scriptura is, is... just as paramount of a truth today as it was when the reformers were shouting it from the rooftops during the Reformation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and even like, um, I would say even as well too, you also have, on top of that, you have Solus Christus, which goes directly at who, in this in this way of medieval salvation... Who do I confess my sin to? Like, who is ultimately responsible for my justification? Yeah. Right? Who is ultimately responsible for many of things uh, that deal with me? Like, who's the ultimate high priest? Right. Like, all of this. All of this is going into play. Because at this point, it's really not so much Jesus. (laughs) It's more like the priests and the bishops and the archbishops and the pope. are at play here. Like you don't really have this dynamic of people really like longing for the gospel and Jesus's gospel. You just kind of have like moralism going on, like religious moralism happening, I would say. Yeah. Um, in the, in the bigger, in the overarching view of like the Catholic church and everything like that. Um, so Solus Christus really hits to the point of like, Hey, you remember that Jesus is our high priest? Like basically the whole the whole epistle to Hebrews, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Is like hitting on this note of Solus Christus to a certain effect. Um so it's not only like that dynamic, but it really gets at the heart of who's really like who do you really confess into? Like who are you at the end of just like s- scripture is our ultimate authority. Mm-hmm. Who is our ultimate accountability when it comes to sin and salvation? Yeah. Who's our prophet? Who's our priest? Who's our king? Right? Who, Where, yeah. What is salvation coming through? Who is ultimately that person? Is it the priest and is it these bishops and the pope? Yep. Or is it the son of God, Jesus Christ? Yeah. Who is, like you said, our prophet, our priest, our king? Um, he is the one that we confess sin to. He has made, uh, he has made, I mean, he made this, uh, the ultimate sacrifice for us mm-hmm. in order that we would be right with God. He made justification for us. Yeah. So is it man making justification or is it Jesus making justification for us and he imputes that to us? Right. That's a huge dynamic. Yeah. Uh, because the, I feel like Solus Christus is really, even though the other solas that we talked about are very important, I feel like Solus Christus really hits upon who is really an authority here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is your priest, are the bishops, are the council of cardinals, Are the is the pope, or is it Jesus Christ? And yeah, I mean, not to, not to supersede, the elders of your church, but who is the ultimate shepherd? Yeah, absolutely. And who are the under shepherds? I think like this Mm -hmm. is really getting into that because I think Luther really saw the corruption of the day. Like this is ridiculous. Like why are we making things up? I think he was really starting. I mean, if you look at Luther and today, it's the same thing. Like the disenfranchisement that happens when man starts placing himself over Jesus 
and thinking that he's an ultimate authority over you yeah. versus yielding to Jesus and the gospel and letting the Holy Spirit basically apply that to people's lives and letting you abide in Christ. That's mm-hmm. a very different dynamic. Yeah. So it's it's completely applicable today when we talk about Solus Christus because that authority piece is huge today. Yeah. Um, look how many lead pastors have failed mm. in the last five years, the last five years. And tell me how important Solus Christus is to a church after a pastor fails. Ooh. Huge. Man. Absolutely huge. Yeah. Because if you are just functionally thinking that like your pastor is your ultimate shepherd, it's not going to go well Mm -hmm. (laughs) when they fail. And they're like, well, what happened? It's like, they're fallible. They're man. Of course this is going to happen. But who do we go to? Like the man, Jesus Christ, who made uh, propitiation for us, right? Like those are like essential truths of scripture. Mm -hmm. That is what we need to go back to is like, Jesus Christ is our high priest. Jesus Christ is the ultimate authority over us. Not to say that he's, that all these other authorities that we have as well too are necessarily bad, but like pastors are accountable to Jesus. (laughs) And that is a huge statement to make when people and pastors are counted as disqualified because they go on power trips, Mm. because they abuse the flock because they go after money and fame and celebrity. That is why I think Solus Christus is so important to us today, just as it was back in the Reformation. So, Well, I mean, it, it changes the way that you preach. It, ta- yeah. it changes the way that you teach. It ta- yeah. changes the way that you read scripture. It changes the way that you worship, right? Because if you are looking to the person of Jesus Christ as the end-all, be-all, that all things are from him, through him, and for him, yeah. Right. It's going to affect in a good and biblical way the way that you engage with with the with the truths of this on the Lord's day. Yeah. Right. So, you know, and, and it goes it goes to that that truth that we've talked about before, that all good preaching. At the end of the day. Is has the purpose wherever you are in scripture wherever you are in the canon of scripture your job is to make the person of Jesus Christ and his glorious gospel known and clear mm-hmm. right yeah. and you can do that because the entire the entirety of scripture is is about Christ yeah right so when we talk about Christ alone not only are we talking about of, of course the essential truths of the gospel that that salvation is found in no one else except for Jesus Christ and the work that he did stop trying to add your merit or your righteousness you're not going to do it it's not going to result in a gospel that saves yeah it has to be Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone but it's not just that it's making the entirety of who you are yeah right the entire person the way that you think your 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 intentions your thoughts your motives your speech your actions everything about you is centered in the person of Jesus Christ yeah so that everything that you do you are doing with the intent of being like Jesus 
Your salvation is through him. Your life is through him. Your worship is through him. Yeah. Your teaching and your preaching and your 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 reading and your singing and your parenting and your work and your leisure time, everything is solus Christus, mm-hmm. Christ alone, right? Yeah. You could say that the doctrine of solus Christus is the central sola of the five. Yeah. That all of them revolve around the person of Jesus Christ and they are founded in the person of Jesus Christ and find their truth, find their worth, find their merit. Everything is found in the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That this doctrine is so amazing and it was held as such such an important doctrine in the Reformation and it is such an important doctrine now because you have so many individuals, even even believers attempting to go to something and point to something other than the righteousness of Jesus Christ for the means or the sustainment of their salvation. We talked about this in grace and faith alone, right? That we're missing the boat. If we think that our works, our righteousness, our merit, our striving has anything to do with our salvation, because at that point we're just we're just going through the doors again of the Catholic Church, bending to the need of the Pope and asking, "Where's the confessional booth?" Yeah, the person of Jesus Christ and the work that He has accomplished in His life through His death and His resurrection is enough. It is perfectly able to save, and we have to as the Church. Say amen to that, right? Like we have to make that central to who we are. The doctrine of solus Christus is so paramount in the life of the believer. It cannot be overstated. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. Right? Because it's this truth that we are going to be proclaiming for eternity. Mm -hmm. That when we enter into the gates of heaven, we are going to be praising the works of our Savior for eternity, his glory, his majesty, his power, his love, his grace, all of it through the person of Jesus Christ. This is, this is a truth that, that we are going to be shouting for the rest of time. And I think this is one of the reasons why I love the... Why I love the, the the Reformation just kind of month so much is because these are the truths that I need to be reminded of so mm-hmm. often. Yeah. Because it is so easy. I don't know about you, Jack, but I, I get distracted so easy. Like I, you know, I, I use I use the I use the 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 word picture from Pilgrim's Progress a lot. That we are we are we are pilgrims walking through this vanity fair on our way to the celestial city, right? And there are so yeah. many vendors trying to pawn off their wares and distract us, to pull us off the path. That's how I feel. And it works so many times. I'm like, oh, yeah. shiny, ooh, controversy, <laughs> shiny, 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 it's right. And and I forget. I forget the essentials. I forget why I'm here. I'm forget, mm-hmm. I forget the truths that keep me rooted, right? And this is one of those truths. Yeah. And that's why I love this is because these five solas of the Reformation are such foundational truths of Christianity, but they are so sweet. Yeah. And they are so deep. 
and so wonderful to dwell on. Yeah. And it, it's it's my hope that the excitement that we have for these rubs off on the listeners a little bit. Yeah. That that you guys you guys get why we love Reformation Month. It's just because it is it's a time set aside uh, to to dwell on these to dwell on these truths in a very special way, right? It's not that we shouldn't be dwelling on them the rest of the year, but you know, we have Christmas, right? And and we dwell specifically upon the incarnation of Christ at Christmas and and Easter, right? The the the, the his resurrection, right? That we we set aside times for these. Reformation month is one of those times where we dwell on the essential truths of the gospel, the things that make us that make us distinct the things that we protested yeah. as protestants yeah. right that we held the doctrine of sola scriptura and solus christus we held it high and said these are hills we're willing to die on yeah and my friends there are a lot of hills and a lot of mountains being raised in our especially in reformed culture these days and a lot of individuals saying that these are the hills that you need to die on you need to plant your flag <laughs> and and don't shoot until you see the whites of their eyes because we are dying <laughs> on this hill my friends these these are the hills these are the hills that the martyrs literally died on yeah that they were burnt upon and they clung to these truths while facing the fire, while facing the guillotine, while facing the hangman's noose. Because they knew if these truths are ripped from me, if these truths are taken away, I am above all people to be pitied because I am believing in a lie. Yeah. That's your barometer for deciding whether or not a hill is worth to die on. If you remove it, are you above all to be pitied? Mm. Yeah. Right? I will die on the hills of the five solas mm-hmm. because they are the essential truths of Christianity. Yeah. And I have thousands upon thousands of my brothers and sisters that came before me that counted these hills worthy to be died on as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And man, like it, it, the Reformation is such a pivotal point in our history and I look at what happened in that time and the hills that were raised the flags that were planted and it's easy for me to be discouraged Mm -hmm. because I see I think a lot in our culture that 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 is getting distracted and that and that isn't doing that right yeah but I also have to remind myself that that there are so many, so many, and, and, and I know you can speak to this too, Jack. There are so many faithful Christians, so many faithful churches that are keeping the main things, the plain things, and yeah. are keeping the supremacy of Jesus Christ and his gospel at the center, yeah. and are keeping the commitment and the centrality of the local church so important to their lives. That is how Reformation happens, Yeah, is faithful service to one another and holding scripture and the person of Jesus Christ above all else. Yeah, and you're not going to find that as popular. It's not popular. Like, like let's be no. honest. Like It's not that flashy. Hap- that happens in obscurity a yes. majority of the time. It does. That does not happen on Instagram. That does yep. not happen on Twitter. 
That does not happen on the sociables. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that happens in obscurity, in day-to-day to, to week-to-week living in a local church. Yep. And you just can't... Yeah, I mean, I would say this last couple of weeks has been pretty challenging um, in life. And I look back on it and I'm like, man, I'm just like praising the Lord that the local church is there. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that he uses the body of believers in a local church to help one another, that we bear each other's burdens in that dynamic, that he set that up for a reason, right? Yep. yep. And that the Reformation is, is, is going against this elitism, is going against this kind of stay put where you are, will help you out. No, it's how do we go back to the sources? How do we go back to the, to add fontes? How mm-hmm. do we go back to those things that made the gospel, the gospel That's right? that made it more sweeter to us instead of a burden? Yep. And that, that's gonna, like I said, that's not gonna be published. That's going to be, I feel like you're going to hear that for throughout eternity. Like that's going to be something that we, we kind of relish in in eternity. We relish in the gospel more deeper in eternity with Christ, but we're also going to hear of these stories over and over again in eternity of what happened in obscurity yeah, and how glorious that was um, that that happened and how God used that. And so, yeah, just some thoughts too, but man, absolutely. I think, uh, I think big Eva has sunk, sir. I think she has. I think she has. Yeah. I think we have, uh, we've covered four of the solas and, uh, next week we're going to co- cover, uh, the last one, the last one. Mm-hmm. It'll be Sola Deo Gloria. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, Jack, my friend, <clears throat> my festive fall friend, uh, <laughs> why don't you get us out of here, my guy? Ladies and gentlemen, if you appreciate these pontifications, these exhortations of God's good tidings and gifts to you through this podcast we call The Reformatory. You too can follow us on The Sociables. You may not find our escapades um, on there as encouraging as this, but you'll find us on there. That's right. And you can engage us, and we're open to that engagement. Absolutely. You can find us on the Facebook, the Metaverse, the Zuck site, I don't know what's going to happen with this. I feel like Facebook is just becoming Ready Player One. Metaverse <laughs> is becoming Ready Player One. Yeah. You can find us on the Instagram, also owned by Facebook somehow. Hey. Um, goes well with marshmallow and chocolate. Yes. And then you can also find us on what will probably become Elon Musk's platform, the dun, Twitter. Dun, dun, dun. The little blue bird. That's the right. tweaker, if you will. That's right. You can, follow, you can all follow us at the tag, at ReformatoryPod. Josh... You can tell the lovely people how they might support our endeavors to make the local church central to the believers' lives. That's right. There's a few ways you guys can help us out. Uh, you can head on over to reformatorypod.com. You can get some local church merch. Uh, rep your local church. Look good doing it. Um, that would be really cool. You can head on over to Patreon if you feel like it for uh, less than a gallon of gas in the state of Washington. You too could Damn. become a Patreon supporter and have your name hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. Last but definitely not least, especially if you are on Apple, 
Apple listeners, iPhone, iMac, MacBook Pro, Apple TV, um, you know, whatever. I can't think of anything else. You know, iPod Classic. Um, <laughs> let me think. I think. I think that's it. I think that's it. Just scroll down. Scroll down. Click the five star. Give us a little five star action. Five stars for five solas. This is mm, the month, people. Yes. This is the pun- the this is the month to do it. Leave us a little review if you feel like it. Tell us uh, why you like the show, or you know, or or don't. You don't have to, but we would appreciate it. It helps yeah. get the the ratings up. Uh, not that they're low. I mean, come on. I mean, we're not docking people low. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Uh, I think we're actually the same now. Uh, but it helps get the <laughs> it helps get the podcast out to more people. Uh, if you appreciate Jack and I's attempts to make the local church central in the life of the believer, help us out. Give us a little five stars for five solos action. We would appreciate it. We thank you all for listening. We will catch you on the next step of the reformatory. <laughs> <laughs>